episode 30. Thank you all for listening to episode 29, Two Liter, a biography of Dick Tournament. I also apologize for the sound quality we had. We had some uh, technical difficulties. Um, tried to work on those. Hopefully it turns out okay. And, uh, you know, for all of you guys, I'm, I was okay with it. But, uh, you know, we ran into some sound quality. So If you weren't happens. so concentrated on the Dick Tournament, probably would have had better sound quality. <laughs> You're probably right. So I'm Gary here with. Bear. And that's it. And Jake's still in. Nobody else again? Yeah, Jake's still in Oregon, Jeez. Oregon, wherever. And uh, or- Origin. And Brandon's off. Uh probably still drinking pumpkin spice but you know whatever maybe what it is he might be under peppermint mocha by now might be um so thanks to wes anderson for moments in time check him out wes anderson music on facebook give him a follow on twitter at songs by wes thanks to all wear clothing crandall's quality lawn care they uh do they serve the toledo and surrounding area and not indonesia nice uh, Thanks. PNC, Verizon, and Dodge. Like we said, visit uh, Ben Meyer there at Charlie's Dodge. He'll hook you up with a deal. Um, yeah, that was a quick one. That's what she said. Uh, I'm sure she did. <laughs> so Usually how it goes for me. Well, better luck next year. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Appreciate it. Yep. So um, Justin on the Twitter, uh, he's not going to be here today. So we'll we'll get back to him next week, hopefully. Um, so kind of raw and SmackDown. They were, you know, it, for post shows of Survivor Series, it wasn't that great. So I don't really even want to talk about it. Braun, basically, they got him off the show. He's got to go have elbow, elbow surgery. So they kind yeah. of wrote him off. Uh, but he's going to get his match against Baron Corbin at TLC in a TLC match. Um, and then if Braun wins, he gets his title shot at Rumble against Brock. If uh, And Corbin is not going to be the GM. And if Corbin wins, he's the GM. And that's essentially it. Um, you know, it, it, it Survivor Series, we can uh, kind of just go right into that. Let's cover that first. So it was a, a raw domination. Uh, they won. You know, there was a pre-show that Team SmackDown won and uh, but didn't count. And in the main card, Raw won all six matches uh, outside of Buddy Murphy winning the Cruiserweight and, well, keeping the Cruiserweight title. Um, our records, we were six and uh, – Brandon and I were six and two. You were four and four. So our records overall now: I am 30, 15 and one. Uh, you are 29, 16 and one. Brandon is 23, 22 and one. So he's over 500. Good for uh, him. Yes, finally got there. So, um, you know, it was interesting. The the first thing, did you were you able to watch any of Survivor Series? Um, no, I was at the Lions game. Got home late. Um, I did turn it on as I was going to bed. It was a very long day. So actually, the only match that I saw. Not even in its entirety, but for the most part, was Charlotte and Ronda, which I would imagine was probably the best match on the card. Yep. Because I didn't watch anything else. Um, you so know, Brock and Daniel was actually pretty good. I made it until uh, Lesnar came out and Heyman started talking. That's the last thing I remember, so I must have passed out then. Um, yeah, I did not see the the Brock and, and Daniel. I'm assuming Brock won. Yes, Brock did win. He basically toyed with him for the first half of the match, then Daniel came alive and... He almost got him a few times, so it made it interesting because it was a one-off match mm-hmm. and or a dream one-off match. Um, I found it pretty interesting, and, and Brock ended up winning, but he didn't squash him like he did in the beginning. Daniel Bryan came with the uh, low blow again, kind of okay. turned the match around. So heel Daniel Bryan did it again and uh, turned it around a little bit. He had a chance. He, he had him, um, but, you know, Brock in the end, F5 wins. Um, but, you know, to kind of go over the other matches, like we said, Brandon and I took Team SmackDown on the pre-show. 
uh, match and you took Raw, so that was a loss there for you. That's the only one that SmackDown won, but it didn't count since it was on the pre-show. That was Usos, New Day, Sanity, Colognes, Gallus, and Anderson. They beat Chad Gable, Bobby Roode, Revival, B-Team, Lucha House Party, and The Ascension. Um, next, we, we'll, we'll just talk about... Uh, well, I'm going to save this, actually. Let's talk about Seth and Shinsuke. So, Seth, good match. Um, Seth ended up winning it. Okay. Uh, it was, you know, one of those fun matches to watch. I thought Dean might show up. Didn't happen. Didn't? Nope. All right. But on Raw, he kind of just was all over the arena and then ended up coming out and uh, just basically beating his they're ass gonna have They're going to have a match at uh, TLC, right? Uh, yes, they are. For the Four title? For the title. title? Yes, okay. they are. Um, next, we had... Uh, we can just go to the women. So we all picked SmackDown, but actually Mickey, Tamina, uh, Nia, Natalia, and Ruby beat Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Ashka, and uh, there was another there. Um, gosh, Mandy Rose. And uh, basically it was Nia. She beat up part of her own team just to kind of take over the match and get the win. Huh. Whatever. Works for her. Interesting. Um, yeah, we all took SmackDown and lost. AOP in the bar. This was okay. I was the only one that took AOP here, but I was playing the – back and forth and ended up working out somehow i had raw winning four to three but they won six to one essentially so my two losses were those two that i mentioned um you know that was a, a decent match too it was kind of boring but of all the matches is probably the worst uh-huh. one that opened them. the show um the no and uh but it was kind of funny because big show grabbed drake maverick who's the the basically the manager for aop and he grabbed him by his neck and was choking him and you could see his hand down by his pants I'm like what's he doing made himself piss his pants so <laughs> jesus yeah so they did that whole thing which was whatever um actually you know besides charlotte and ronda this next match was kind of probably the one to, the one that was really good buddy murphy mr alexa bliss beat Mustafa Ali for the cruiser to keep the cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. It was a, a fun, you know, normal cruiserweight battle, and uh, they do stuff that, you know, other guys can't do, yep. and it was fun to see. Um, Buddy Murphy ended up winning, and, you know, that's kind of it with that one. Um, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, so we're kind of going back up here. Uh, that was actually fun. Shane did coast-to-coast twice. Ooh. Yes. Damn. So it was, it was pretty interesting, except the second time he got clocked. <laughs> by Strowman. Nice. So, Dolph, something different. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. And you know um, what it took at the end was they they were hanging in there. SmackDown was, and they kind of had an advantage there when they I, they got Finn out first, and uh, then they eventually got Dolph out. But then it came down to uh, Braun was just beating the shit out of everybody. So he took out Jeff Hardy. He took out Rey Mysterio. And actually, they went down five to four quickly. Samoa Joe got knocked out first. With a claymore by by Drew McIntyre, uh-huh. I was like, "Are you shitting me? That's the best guy on the team." Yeah, you know, and they just put him out quickly. So um, Braun came in, took out Hardy, took out um, Ray, and then you know, obviously Miz got taken out too, and then he took out Shane. So it was just kind of how it is. And then Baron Corbin attacked him at the end. So interesting, you know, to keep that kind of thing going. But like we said, Brock and Daniel Bryan, it was it looked like a squash match to start. And I'm looking at my clock. I'm like ten ten. What the hell? How are they going to end this this early? There's right. no way. And like I said, Brock Brock kind of just destroyed him for the first part of the match. And then with the low blow, and uh, he, he kind of comes back. And what Brock did, he F5'd him and then was pinning him for the three and then pulled him up because you just wanted to beat the shit out of him. Yep. And then that's kind of when Daniel kind of came back and, and made a run for it and uh, came up short to the F5. But, uh, you know, that was to be expected. We all had Brock. Um, and then the last thing, we all took Ronda, but Ronda did not win the way we thought she might. 
it was a pretty pretty solid match. And you know, yeah. Ronda's Ronda's coming around, especially on her mic skills. She kind of said some dumb shit on Monday, but it was uh, it was okay. You know, not believable, but it was kind of that that switch up where she started getting booed at Survivor Series yeah, she after did. the match. Yes, I, that and that's you know, that's like what I saw. I probably missed the first five minutes of that match, to be honest with you. But, you know, um, as I watched and as it ended and as, you know, Charlotte beat the living shit out of her with a kendo stick, probably hit her, what, 50 times maybe with oh, that God. thing? She destroyed Holy her. crap. It was pretty awesome. And then kept coming back and just beating the crap out of her. I thought it was great. And then, yeah, and then Ronda started to get booed. Uh, surprising, right? I mean, she's been getting these crazy cheers and everything for so long. So, are they going? You know, obviously they're they want to turn Charlotte heel, and they're like giving her the Becky treatment. Is and before she was getting booed when she was facing Becky. So I'm very odd of what the crowd did there, and I would I have to imagine the WWE is also right. Like I was, I mean, I understand like some of it, but. I don't get why they were booing Ronda for getting the shit beat out of her. Unless yeah. they were booing, like, the... Maybe they're booing the story. Well, no, I think they were just booing her kind of like the, the, the switch, but it really wasn't. I mean, uh, Charlotte is, is, like, her heel turn, quote-unquote, but it'll be interesting to see if they go with that and Ronda or if they go Becky and Ronda, you know, because there's talk that now... Well, there was always talk WrestleMania would be Charlotte and Ronda maybe headlining... Could be Becky and Ronda, um, or it could be all three. I think that'd be a fun one too. That would be an awesome triple threat yeah. for the title. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, unify the titles. You know, that would be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and you know, we'll we'll kind of see what happens. We've got time here, but she beat her ass with a kendo stick. Just beat the shit out of her. Put the chair around her neck. Stomped on it. And Ronda, you know, God bless her, took a beating like she uh, she knows how to. Yeah, I mean, she and had- they said she's never been beat up like this in her life. I'm like. Contraire, I've watched her get her ass kicked twice. Holly Holm beat the shit out of her. Yes. Um, yeah, no, she definitely did. She she took it pretty well, and I guarantee she was probably all welted up because those shots looked vicious, some of them. It was pretty intense, but I certainly enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a, a, a very good match for what I saw. The only match that I saw, so I'm happy that was the only one that I did see. Um, I saw War Games, NXT War Games looked a lot better than Survivor Series. And and we're gonna um, we're gonna get into that a little bit later, um, but yeah, it was it was really good. Um, and I only saw just clips of it, so I haven't even watched the whole thing yet. But just from what I read, it was really good. Um, so this 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 kind of thing overall was okay. Um, you know, Raw dominated. I was kind of like surprised by it, but it it you know it, it is what it is. And right. I mean, SmackDown is the quote unquote B show, even though they have the better talent. And um, you know, AJ wasn't on the card because Daniel Bryan beat him. And AJ's in a contract. I don't want to say dispute, but renegotiation, where he kind of wants like a Randy Orton schedule. So don't expect him to hold the title for a long time, okay. unless they do the whole Brock Lesnar thing, which they won't. Okay. For AJ, but uh, eventually he's going to have some time off for a while, and and it'll be interesting to see what they do with it or how they go with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I I should go back and watch this. Probably won't. I there's nothing really too exciting to be honest with you. So, but no, like you said, it's just a blast Survivor Series. Honestly, for some reason, the larger pay per views outside of WrestleMania haven't been great. And all the other, you know, smaller ones, the TLCs and the Hell in the Cells have honestly been better, in my opinion. You know, it's not how it should be. I agree. And, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting. TLC, I think, will be much better. Um, 
but you know we're going to see what happens in, in time uh, and what those matches will be. Yeah. So our our show that we were going to cover this week and this episode might actually be shorter since we had a long one on Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, and we want to get to that Buckeye Wolverine game. I got to start drinking. I'm going over to Shiv's. Going to have a good time. So. Nice. Watch the game. Nice. And, uh, and I asked him, I said, are you going to have a party? And he said, no, I don't want to be watching the game with a bunch of Michigan fans when I'm not confident we're going to win. <laughs> and I said, okay, smart. I He's can smart agree man. with Very um, smart man. Yes, I, I totally agree. So um, let's get right into this. So John Cena, big show, match for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Um, amazing match to start. You know, old school Cena with the rap has an awesome rap on big show to come out. Um, I thought it was a really good match, actually. And it's funny as I go through this and see all these younger guys, you know, or the the vets who have hair still, like Big Show had hair. It was so odd to see. Um, and then he had the, the pork chops, <laughs> the yep, chops. Yep, he had. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Uh, great heel. Put on a good match. It was one of those uh, Cena, you know, really couldn't do anything. Um, every time he mustered a little bit of offense, Big Show would knock him down. Big Show pretty much dominated the whole match. Cena hits him with an F5. Big Show kicks out. Cena with a great reaction on his face. You know, to end is like, well, if he didn't do that, what am I supposed to do? So goes to grab his chain, pick him up. Um, ref sees him, throws the chain away towards the other side, picks up his knucks, hits him with it, gives him another F5, wins the match. That was his first title in uh, WWE right there. So he, he was, was young there watching him. In he that was, match, and, and he it picked was, him up twice. Yeah, and it was insane. The I mean, the pop that he got. Everyone loved him, and yeah. he skyrocketed right to the top. And then two years later, everybody hates him. Isn't that funny how that works? They all pushed him, pushed him, pushed him, loved him there. And then two years later, he's getting booed out of the building. Same thing Crazy. with Roman. Now you know this could happen with Ronda. We'll see. Yep. Becky, nobody bought into it until she was a heel. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. So um, next, we had that fatal four way match for the World Tag Championship. Uh, Booker T, Rob Van Dam against the Dudley Boys, uh, Garrison Cade and Mark Jindrick, and La Resistance, Rene Dupree and Rob Conway. So terrible. Yes. Um, decent match, nothing too exciting. Uh, Van Dam and, and Booker ended up uh, keeping their titles. It was an okay match. That was, I mean, it's like I said, it was a decent filler just to get people. I think it was a good way to get more people on the card. I think they did a really good job of getting a lot of the roster on this card. And that was certainly a, a very good way to do it. Um, but, yeah, Booker and, and RVD really, you know, the only other team that could have won were the Dudleys, honestly. You know, Caden, Jindrak, and La Resistance weren't going to win the belts. So it was good to have uh, Booker and RVD keep them. Yeah, I agree. And it was fun, and that, that frog splash was huge. Yes. Off the top. Oh, my gosh. Um, the next one was kind of fun, Christian and Chris Jericho. Uh-huh. Kind of took a little turn there with Trish coming out yep. and elbows Jericho, and he gets rolled up by Christian, and then you're like, "What the hell?" And then she just slaps the shit out of. Well, actually Twice punched him, uh, Jericho. Twice kind of joined up, and Christian, you know, put Jericho lucky, down. Lucky Christian. Oh God, make Trish out looks with her right so there. So good. Well, she that was, and she still looks good now. But my goodness, that was peak Trish right there. Yes. She was smoking hot there. Puppies, I mean, man. unbelievable. I mean, she still is for. Me and uh, you know, mom with two kids, but goodness, she was just absolutely gorgeous there. Yes, she was. But yeah, good match overall. Good story, I think. Um, my my favorite was in that storyline, which they said it a couple of times, but not a lot. 
that was when Stone Cold was Commissioner of Raw, and he would call Christian the CLB, the creepy little bastard, all the time. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Christian's reactions to that were always great. Just absolutely phenomenal. So I was just a little off topic on that. Right, right. And uh, so next we had Evolution, Batista, Orton, and Flair against the Rock and Sock Connection. Fun little match. It's funny to see the Rock losing his hair, but he still had the hair. Also had hair. Yeah, had the goatee there. Batista had hair. Batista had hair. Orton has always had hair. Same thing with Flair. Yep. And, um, you know, obviously Flair's has thinned out a lot. Um, but it was thinning then. Yeah. And uh, but it was fun to, to watch that match. And you know the RKO out of nowhere ended the match. And you know the the Evolution won. And that was pretty much it. It was it was fun to watch. You know. I think was, that was the first time too. First and only time Rock and Flair were ever together in the same ring. I want to say. I don't think they fought before that. I could be wrong, but that's only what I could recall of seeing that. I thought it was great though. Two of the most charismatic wrestlers right there of all time being in the same ring together. I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, I think that would be one that we didn't talk about as a dream match. Rock and Flair, that'd be fun. Gosh, yeah. the promos for that, that would be so good. Oh, and The Rock had an amazing promo before, yeah. um, you know, with Foley and everything and just taking the mic from Lillian. I, I thought that was great. Um, he put on, a, put on a wonderful promo as usual. So that was certainly, certainly fun. Good lead up to that. I agree. Um, and so the next one... Which they don't do these anymore. Playboy evening gown matched. Uh, Miss Jackie and Stacy Keebler against Tori Wilson and Sable. Um, ended with Tori Wilson pinning uh, Miss Jackie, and so her and Sable winning. But the, the best part of that was when they're just like, she's spread eagle. Just had her had her spread eagle while she was sitting on her, pinning her, and just showing the crowd. And all these cameras just pop up like, oh, shit. Got to yeah. take a picture of this. I'm like, you creepy sons of bitches. Yeah, Jesus. don't act like you wouldn't have been taking a picture, too. I don't want to hear it because I'm not going to lie. I would have if oh, I, I was there. Too, I'm not going to lie about it. I would have, too. but it's Creepy, like, yes. God, but would I have creepy. taken a picture? Yes, probably. Yeah, and how it's gone to PG, it's um, a lot different now. Two, yeah, two of my favorite things of that match were, one, um, Jack Doan getting rolled up. It was yeah. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> rolled over him. Taz, lucky. Uh, so, so my thing is I want to know exactly how did Jack Doan get that match in that spot. Lucky guy right there. And my question to you, who is the hottest in that match? you got to pick one. No ties. Mm, just because I think I know where you're going, give me Stacy Keebler. Tori. I knew you were going Tori, so yeah. i got to take Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. Tori is always my favorite. Tori was Tori was good, so I knew you had her, so give me Stacy. I don't, don't want to fuck with Brock so he can keep Sable. And also <laughs> think about it this way, of all the guys, um, you know, Brock obviously was Sable. Very lucky. George um, Clooney with Stacy. Clooney with Stacy. Billy Kidman with Tori somehow. Yeah. And Charlie Haas with Miss Jackie. Still. They're still together. So two are of they the really? Four. I am pretty sure oh, that shit. I'm pretty sure him or her and Charlie Haas are still married. That's interesting. I didn't realize that, but you know, it, it just goes to show you. Just in this is this is what 14 years, yeah, 14 and a half yeah. years, and uh, um, you can see how things have changed for the women, and it's pretty interesting. So next, we had the cruiserweight open for the cruiserweight championship. You had. Uh, Nunzio, Jamie Noble, Tajiri, Shannon Moore, Ultimo Dragon, Funaki, Billy Kidman, Akio, and uh, Chavo Guerrero, the champ. Uh, Chavo Sr. actually helped out Ray Mysterio in this. And, or not helped no. out Ray. Chavo. Helped out Chavo, his son, and then, of course, screwed over Ray, and Chavo kept the belt. Which, what would you think about that? 
I like. I thought it was great. Um, you know, the match in general, like I said, you get a lot of people on the show. Okay, um, so that was great. A lot of good cruiserweights. Um, first, Funaki uh, losing in three seconds or four seconds. I'm pretty sure is still a record to this day. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, but the match in general, I thought was pretty good. A lot of decent cruiserweights in there. Tajiri, uh, you know, Akio, all of them. Pretty solid. Um, but yeah, you knew it was going to come down to Mysterio and Guerrero. They had a huge feud going on at the time. So we knew it was going to happen. And Chavo's dad was in a lot of those, which is why Mysterio couldn't win the belt. And he did it again. I think that was like a second or third time that happened in the last few weeks. So the ending was great. What do you think about Mysterio coming out to a different like costume every WrestleMania too? I'm okay with it because you always wonder what he would do. My favorite was the Joker when he came out as a Joker. I like this Flash one. I thought yeah, that was the pretty Flash cool. one was good too. It was good it's suit. always fun that he came out with something different. Yeah. Um, next had Lesnar against Goldberg uh, with loser leaving. Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold was the special guest ref. What'd you think? Um, I mean, how great was the crowd? Let's put it that way because yeah. the match was shit. Let's be honest. That was like literally probably the worst match in WrestleMania history. I don't think many people are going to deny that. But um, the the crowd, man, you sold out all of this to Brock. And, and then they even, I, I think, who did, was that Michael Cole and Taz who did the match? Yep. I, can't, I can't recall. But they were saying, yeah, they, you know, Brock probably going to the NFL. There's rumors, all of that. So I think everyone knew then. Obviously, normally they don't say stuff like that on a broadcast, so I thought that was kind of odd when he said it. But, I mean, the match was just terrible. Stone Cold was getting chance, and I think he was probably kind of pissed. I don't think that it was supposed to be that way. I'm very, very interested next year, because it will be the uh, 15-year anniversary in March of this. I think that I hope that Conrad and Bruce cover it, because I'd love to hear the background on this, um, about this match, about is, was it really, was it supposed to go that way? Was Goldberg pissed at Brock? Was Brock pissed at Goldberg? Were they both pissed at Stone Cold? Whatever the case may be. Goldberg ends up winning a, a long, boring match. Um, flips off the crowd. Flips off Stone Cold. Gets the stunner. Um, well, that was Brock. Who yeah, did that? that's what I said. He said Goldberg won the match. Oh, Go- oh sorry. Yeah, Goldberg won the match. Brock flipped off the crowd as they were still chanting. Flipped off Austin. Got a stunner. Austin, of course, goes to uh, you know drink beers. Goldberg comes in, cheers them, and then, of course, Goldberg gets the stunner as well. Um, and I don't think Goldberg was there after that either, was he? Not much. Yeah, they, they both left after that. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interested to hear the backstory of that because that match was very, very bad. Even the, even when they did finally you know lock up and get it going, like, it was just – it was off. You know, Goldberg looked stiff. Brock – just didn't look good like he cared or anything it was very interesting so i'd love to hear i can't wait to hear the background on that but terrible match um for something that could have been fantastic and then we i guess we saw what last year yeah and goldberg squashed him again well lesnar won at mania but um he won the title back from brock brock squat or goldberg threw him out of the rumble then he beat him yeah and goldberg did and then brock beat him at WrestleMania. right but i'm talking about the squash it wherever the hell it was he squashed was it raw yeah, so yeah, it was, it was a, raw or a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, next, you had uh, APA, the Basham brothers, dumb, and the world's greatest tag team, Haas and Benjamin, against Rakishi and Scotty Tuhati. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it was like it was like the raw one, just to get people on. Um, you know, Rakishi and Scotty Tuhati won the match. Kind of a boring finish. Just Rakishi sit down, sentai, not even a senton, really, just a sit down right on. Um, who did he? Um, one of the Basham brothers. Was it? That's what I thought. I can't remember. 
oh, like I said, okay match. Nothing too crazy, just a time filler and get people on the show. Next, uh, we had Hair versus Title, Molly, Holly, and Victoria. Victoria comes out on top and then straps her into the chair, gets back. Molly tried to run away a few times. Yep. Strapped her into the chair, cut her hair. You know, that was essentially that match. Um, it was okay. Um, next you had, which was a great one, uh, Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero for the WWE Championship. I This is a fun match to oh, watch. Oh, amazing match. Um, great story told in this match of against the lying, cheating, and stealing Eddie who – you know, Kurt was pushing as the heel, obviously, and he stole the belt, and he's not the champion, blah, blah, and beat the shit out of Eddie with the the uh, his handcuffs on SmackDown, all that. A great build-up to the match. I thought it was an absolutely phenomenal match, to be honest with you. Um, it was wonderful, very wonderfully done. Both of them great athletes in the prime. And, of course, um, you know, Eddie getting the ankle lock like four times in a row and then finally undoing his boot. Kurt giving him the ankle lock again and the boot coming off and Eddie hitting him with a small package. While, if you saw, which he barely got, put his feet in the ropes to cheat, to win, quote-unquote. I I mean, that's a great ending because you know that's called and it's, okay, throw me into a small package into the ropes and put your feet around the ropes to make it look like you cheated again to win and everyone's going to love it. And they did. It was a perfect finish to the match. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. So kudos to both of them on that match. And then we had the second go-around, Taker and Kane. Um with Paul Bear with Undertaker, uh, I think we know who won this match because <laughs> he didn't lose until WrestleMania 30. Yep. Ten years later, uh, Taker won at Tombstone. Uh, that, wasn't this the return of Undertaker instead of the rolling, rolling, rolling? Yeah. So this was so at Survivor Series 03. It was I think it was Undertaker, Vince McMahon, and um, Kane came out of the payloader, end loader, whatever it was, with a big boom, knocked Undertaker into the thing, buried him alive, um, and that turned into your um, Vince McMahon. Well, I mean, obviously Vince McMahon's still heel, but turned back from Undertaker, from the badass, whatever the hell he was, back to normal Undertaker. And Kane had good promos leading up to that. You know, you were my brother, we were monsters, then you turned to one of the people, this and that. And um, just had wonderful, you know, I think um, in the Royal Rumble he was dominating and then the bell rang and he freaked out and then got thrown out. Uh, like I said, just amazing build-up to the match. If you go back and watch some of those Raws, you you know, you see the bells randomly and just Kane freaking out. And I think he plays a great role there. And then obviously Undertaker comes back. And as we said, you know, you know he wins, obviously, since he didn't lose till WrestleMania 30. But um, absolutely phenomenal. And actually, the rumor is this was the ma- the first match he wanted to lose yep. um, coming back. And Kane said no. Yep. And he said no. So, um, like you said, I, was, I thought it was a fun match. I thought it was amazing. They had the Druids come out and everything, and it was, it was really good. And then the best part, I think, is when they were still standing face-to-face and Kane didn't, you know, he was walking towards him, walking towards him, Undertaker standing still, and finally he attacked him and realized, shit, he's real. And I thought it was like I said, it was a great storyline. Great story being told in that match. Yep. And then the the main, probably one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history, triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Your champion, Triple H, against Shawn Michaels, against Chris Benoit. Um, what a great, great match. I mean, both the guys, you know, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, cut open blood everywhere in that whole match. Just, yeah. They were covered in blood. Insane. Yeah. And, you know, towards the end, Flips, flips Michaels over the ropes, and then it just comes down to him getting uh, Chris Benoit getting Triple H into the crippled crossface, close to the ropes, and then kind of rolls him over right into the center of the ring where he eventually has to tap out. 
And, of course, Eddie came out and celebrated with Chris yep. uh, at the end, which was fun to see because that was a big deal when you think back about, um, you know, those guys were cruiserweights in WCW, and they were both champions on top of the WWE. That was a big deal and a big moment. It was huge. I mean, those were, like you said, those were two top guys who have literally been together the entire time. And I love the uh, I love the foreshadowing promo earlier in the night when Eddie had the belt and telling him that, you know, something about, yeah, I don't think you can beat both of them and Chris Benoit and uh, I believe in me, I believe in me, and got them all fired up. And Eddie's like, now that's what I'm talking about. And then obviously they, you know, Eddie retained, Benoit won. I thought it was a great way to end the night. Definitely one of my favorite matches of all time. And you're probably right. Definitely one of the top WrestleMania matches of all time. It was amazing. I mean, you got to think you have two of the biggest stars of all time with probably one of the best workers of all time in Benoit. And, and Michaels, obviously, is one of the best workers. And so is Triple H. Benoit is just so underrated because he just didn't have the mic skills that Triple H and Shawn Michaels did to, to be that top guy all the time. But... Benoit could have. I, I really do. If I, as they say, if Benoit was you know five inches taller or whatever, he's over six foot. He's probably holding the belt for a long time and programs with all these guys all the time. And this just makes me think about the idiots that always said that Triple H doesn't put people over. Here's a prime example. He took the tap out. He did everything, and uh, you know he he took the loss and lost his title clean to Chris Benoit. And unfortunately, you know we know. Within a little over a year, uh, we lose. Was the year? Yeah, a little over a year, we lost Eddie. Guerrero, yep. and then within three years, we lose uh, Benoit to a murder suicide, which is just tragic. You yep. know the head injuries and everything else, and you know what mental health does to people, and and so you got to watch out with these injuries in wrestling, and it's kind of tough to see. But um, overall, I like this a lot. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time, so it was a fun one to go back and watch. And uh, so I'll just tell you next week. I put it on here. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I put it on there, removed it because I wanted you to hear it on the show. I want us to go back and watch because I haven't watched it yet, but NXT TakeOver, this one that's over the weekend, War Games 2 for 2018. I want to watch it. I heard it was okay. great. Uh, let's let's watch it and yeah. cover that next week. That'll be a fun one. Right, I'm down with that. All right. And uh, um, so let's get into the, the Jason debate. So he had some follow-up. So Proper 12 is the Irish whiskey owned by Conor McGregor. You, you know, the, mention that. the funny thing is I think I think it was the day or two days after I saw that on Twitter. Someone, Somebody posted it and said, oh, I got the uh, proper 12 whiskey, and McGregor liked it and retweeted it or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's what Jason was talking about. So, you know, if he just would have given us the, you know, the go-around the first time around, we probably would have been able to figure that out. But whatever, Jason, I'm, I'm not going to push on you too much there. Right. Um and he said, have we watched any of the episodes of previously mentioned series? My son or daughter is a WWE superstar. No, I'm busy. Yeah, you, you should know that more than anyone, Jason. So, no, I have not. But I think I probably will get into this here in a little bit. Um, you know, I, I may have a little bit of time here tomorrow um, with the Cowboys playing a couple days ago with Ohio State and Michigan tonight. T I'm sorry, this afternoon here shortly. Excuse me. Um, maybe something's on Sunday if I can get it in Sunday night. Um, if not, I'll have to kind of wait until the latter Christmas time when I uh, have the last 11 days of the year off, which is going to be great. So maybe I'll be able to watch some of it uh, at that time. And I have not either. I finished that Kingdom Come. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's just it's been too much time with work. I worked all week uh, except for Thursday. And, uh, you know, I got the Buckeye game today. I'll be at Shiv's. And, um, 
you know, it's just a bunch of games today. And then Sunday, I uh, got to take care of some stuff, some yard work, as long as the weather holds up. And, you know, I'll try to watch it, but, you know, with the kid and everything, it's hard. And then at night, I try to go to the gym when he goes to bed and then uh, hopefully get some. I mean, they have a lot of shows in there I want to catch up on and want to watch. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, we've got to watch NXT TakeOver. So I've got a, pretty much a week to watch that, and uh, i got to squeeze that in. So and i got a busy week coming up uh, beginning Monday. I'll be in our main office. Then Wednesday I'm in Finley. Thursday I'm in our main office, our Dayton office, and our Piqua office. And then third Friday I'm in our Circleville office and then our Athens office. So I'm just busy all week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be especially, you know, the worst is always after the holiday week because right. everyone's off, everyone's got vacation, so everyone's trying to catch up immediately, and it's it's the worst. So I already know Monday is going to be just blah. can already tell. Yeah, it, it is going to be. So some of the stuff he, he went into, do you like the appearance of NXT setup, uh, meaning black ring mats and dark lighting? Um, and according to him, it looks low budget and low energy, similar to ring honor setup. Um, I actually like it because I think it draws you more towards the people and not the stuff on the outside, not the ring, not the crowd. It makes you focus on the talent. Yeah. And that's probably why they're doing a lot better, not just because of the talent, but the, the things around it. It does look bland. I agree. It kind of looks cheap, and they could, they could um, you know, bring up the budget a little bit on it, but I, I'm actually okay with it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I don't think it's a bad look at all. I actually kind of like the darker set and the darker look, to be honest with you. And, yeah, it does kind of show that it's – I don't want to say low energy, but it shows that it's like the lower show. You know, you got the bright lights of Raw. You have the bright lights of SmackDown, obviously the pay-per-views. But NXT, once those pay-per-views come on, their lights are brighter than anybody else because they're outperforming you know, most of the superstars on the roster and their matches, to be honest with you. So in my preference, I actually like it. I, I do enjoy the, the darker ring mats, you know, everything else around. I, I think it makes it look kind of cool. Um, in my opinion, I really do. I don't think it looks – I've seen Ring of Honor, um, and that just looks – just doesn't look great, to be honest with you. And I don't think comparing Ring of Honor to NXT is fair. NXT is still a WWE production, and I really do think that it, their, their setup looks pretty darn good. Agreed. All right. Do you prefer new Carmella or a previous one? Um, I, what is new Carmella? Because I think I saw her a couple weeks she, like, ago. She dances around, takes dance break with, uh, uh, gosh, our truth. All Carmella. Yeah, I was about to say all Carmella. Yeah. I, I like the new one. She's fun. She's looking sexy. I mean, she's wearing skirts, dresses, everything, and you always said she looked good. Yeah. And uh, she does. And uh, I'll have to start watching a little bit more Carmella. on SmackDown. Better match in general, tables and chairs or ladders? Oh, ladders. Agreed. Uh, I mean, there's been so many good ladder matches and just tables and chairs. I mean, there's been good tables matches. Chairs, there's always chairs, it seems like. Um, but I certainly enjoy a ladder match. Money in the Bank was always one of my favorites before it became an actual pay-per-view, you know, when it was just the WrestleMania spectacle. And then, obviously, a couple of the best matches of all time, Michaels and Ramon, obviously, on the ladder, Triple H and The Rock, ladder match in Madison Square Garden. There have been amazing ladder matches over time, so I definitely take the ladder match. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you just you just hit on it, especially with Razor and Sean kind of bringing that to the forefront, making it what it is. Uh, give me t- uh, give me ladders all day. Uh, ICP in St. Clown Posse. What is a juggalo? Better rapping or wrestling? I can't even believe he asked this question. He must be really bored. Um, one, I'm pretty sure Jason rocks out to ICP. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna diss him on that one. They're Great. better. Malenko. <laughs> better at neither. Um, <laughs> wrestling was blah. You saw one of the dudes from ICP couldn't even drop kick Fred Durst off of a stage, so not talented. The rapping never was an ICP fan. Not into it. I'm not a big Fanta guy, so I think that's probably why. Fago, you mean? Oh shit! I was close. <laughs> Fanta. Fanta, Fago, whatever, whatever they're throwing around. Orange I, I and grape soda. they go soda. through like 900 bottles. Oh, of they Fago. just spike those things. Just, just gone. It's yeah. insane. I've seen it. Andy and uh, Austin are huge uh, ICP fans. Big, so are they Juggalos? Oh, closet Juggalos for sure. I, I shouldn't say closet Juggalos. Closet to the rest of the world. Big time Juggalos out there. It's it's creepy. They always ask me to go to their shows. I'm like, no. I'm like, one, I don't want to get all gross and wet and sticky with freaking Fago getting thrown everywhere. And two, I just I'm, I have no interest in their music. I don't I, think it's that great. But we do need to get you to Steel Panther. Besides Rock on the Range or anything. I've seen Steel Panther. See, I, I have this thing where if I see a band, like I don't have, I, I have no need or want to see them again. Like, I want to see thing. I want to see new things. Like, if there's something I've seen Shine Down a couple times. Um, but like, there's certain things that if I see it once, I'm good. I've seen it. I've seen it live. You know, I'm I'm good enough with that. So maybe if they came around here with somebody else that was half decent, I probably would go see them. But yeah, I'm not gonna go travel uh, an X amount of distance away. I'd go to Detroit, maybe Cleveland. Not I wouldn't go to Cincinnati. How about that? That's like the the limit. I would go, and I wouldn't go to Cincinnati too because Jason's around that way. So meh. Sorry to hear that. Um, for him or for me. You, yeah. um, I Skyline Chili is overrated. Yeah, and ICP, I no, neither. No, not a Juggalo. No, all I right. I can see you dressing up with the black and white face paint. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Sting face paint. You yeah, know, maybe just more Juggalo. <laughs> there we go. All right, has Brandon gone into sulking because the stores removed <laughs> pumpkin spice and replaced with gingerbread coffee creamer? <laughs> I didn't even see this question. <laughs> he sent it. <laughs> oh, he, he is now renewed. Back in my good graces. This is a great question. And the best part is Brandon isn't here to answer it, so we should make up answers for him. And I'm going to say yes, he has gone into sulking because my guess is that he probably stocked up on pumpkin spice. Probably drank it already. Now it's gone. So now he's got to go to either gingerbread coffee or peppermint mocha. And we do not know when he's going to return. So I think he's into sulking too, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's Brandon. He'll be back eventually. Do you think Burger King has a uh, gingerbread breakfast sandwich? <laughs> Probably. We should, we should ask him next time. I know we they talk have pancakes, three pancakes for 89 cents. Uh, yeah, he's probably all over those. Yeah. That and. Do you think he has pumpkin spice syrup? I bet he probably does. Probably makes his own. Do you? Th- I mean, when he's sitting there wearing his Uggs, drinking his pumpkin spice coffee, the eating, yeah, wearing that too, it, it gets cold. Eating pumpkin spice breakfast sandwich and pancakes from the little silver dollar pancakes from BK with his pumpkin spice uh, syrup. <laughs> I mean, do you think he's like? I would imagine I could just see him sitting in his like chair like an old man just with his glasses down to his on the brow of his or on the bridge of his nose there reading the newspaper just oh. eating and drinking and all that. You know what I forgot to ask him? I didn't ask him after uh, Thanksgiving if he was three and a half plates over or under Ooh, the we dinner got, plates. We yeah, got to find that out. We got to get that for next week. Yes, we do. Uh, that's going to be important. We're going to have to also see if he's over three bills. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> 
Thanksgiving, man. It's the holidays. Yeah, that's true. But he said he's trying to get to 270 by the end of the year, man. That's going to be tough. No, oh, he doesn't have much now time. Now is not the time to do that. This is the time where you're yeah, supposed to eat a whole bunch. This is the 24th. No, he doesn't have much time. Oof. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him. So current WWE roster, either show, dream match candidates. Uh, I think everyone's fought each other. <laughs> oh God. Um. I don't. I think Becky and Ronda's the obvious here. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I I don't know if I have really interest in anything else. Is that uh, what's his face still on there? That Islesworth or what's his name? Ellsworth. Ellsworth. No. Oh, I was gonna say him versus Carmella. That would've been a dream they, match. They've already pretty much fought. Um, the, you know, I. Maybe McIntyre and Strowman. Yeah, that'd be okay. Maybe McIntyre and Lesnar. AJ yeah. and Lesnar. They fought. Have they? Yep. Lesnar won. That's probably why it didn't happen. It was last year's Survivor Series. That's probably why it didn't happen this year. Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan, they fought? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think they were both faces, and now they're both heels, so they probably haven't. Yeah. Um, the that's, that's pretty interesting. You know, I didn't... I'd have to think about that one. Um, give me time, and... Especially when the call-ups happen, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, Velveteen Dream's probably going to get called up after WrestleMania. Ovaltine Dream, yep. yeah. Ovaltine Dream, he should get called up. He is just, he's got everything, and he's young. You know, mm-hmm. to see where he is now at 23, 22, he, he's going to, he's a stud for years to come. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right, does does anyone miss the rapping John Cena gimmick? We, I think we all do. Jason yeah, does. absolutely. I, I agree. That was his best. I completely agree with Jason. It was amazing. Just like we were talking about WrestleMania 20 a little bit earlier in the show. I mean, that gimmick, and, and he comes up with them on the fly, which is the best. You know, there's, I've heard that there was uh, some that he did where, um, you know, he had to run it by Vince, like when he first started. Yep. But I heard once Vince gained, you know, once he was okay with it and he gained trust in him, he just started letting him do it on the fly and... Yeah, if you do, if you go listen to that one at WrestleMania 20, it was it was great. It was I, hilarious. I like the one with the Rock when he basically ended up, and I'll put these nut my nuts on your face. <laughs> throw, slaps it in the camera. Um, yeah, so thanks, Jason. As always, um, look forward to what you have to bring to us, and we'll we'll look more into Brandon. You know, keep him coming. And so, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And go ahead, Jason. Give us another. Uh, give us another show suggestion. Yeah, I think you're up and due for a show for us to cover. Yeah. Since, Nothing with Juggalos. Since yeah, he'll go. Like, oh, give me Raw of '98 when the Juggalos were on uh, and we, they were with we, the oddities. So we've covered WCW, we've covered ECW, we've covered WWE. Now we're going to do NXT. Yep. Um, keep it in that realm. Uh, preferably something that's on the network so we can watch it. He'll be like, "Give me a TNA Bound for Glory 2011." Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so next, Jeremy, perfect discussion. Um, Survivor Series. He wanted us to talk about the it, it basically being a Thanksgiving staple. Yeah. Do we miss the traditional four on four and five on five matches from all the old days? Yes. Um, he knows they still do some every year, but the old Survivor Series cards consisted mostly of elimination matches. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, I don't know if – did he didn't – I would assume he probably misses them, which is why he asked the question. So I'm no, just no, gonna... that's what he says. They have some every year. That's what he misses, and uh, he, he, he likes what kind of Raw and SmackDown does now. 
But, you know, that kind of brings something else to it. But he misses the, the old matches of basically everything being eliminated. I do, too. I love watching those old matches. Um, the late 80s, early 90s, I thought they were fantastic, especially when you have all those names out there. Like we've said before, um, you know, it's such a great way to get all these guys on the card. But Survivor Series is always one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Um, you know, they, they've they always had really, really good matches, I think, in stories with the guys who were going up against each other. You know, Mega Bucks versus Mega Powers back in the day. And they've always named them, I think, fairly well. So I've always been a I've always been a fan of the uh, four on four, five on five matches, um, and, and like I said, some of my favorite pay per views are the old Survivor Series from the '80s uh, at the Old Richfield Coliseum in Cleveland. Just great, great shows. Yep, and they because uh, that was uh, in Summit County, they did all of those things, um, yeah. and that's where it started and originated. It was a new concept for them. Kind of competed with Starcade. By the way, I don't know if you saw, but Starcade is going to be on Sunday night next week, right? So, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, it's, it's going to be on tomorrow. tomorrow? Yeah, one, one or not one. That's football's on. Uh, tomorrow night, it's like one hour. It's only an hour. Oh, what are yeah. they doing? I have no idea. I thought it was next week. No, Shoot. I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. Um, but uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen what they're going to do with it, but it uh, should be interesting, I think. Um, but, you know, I, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> it, it's not like yeah. it used to be. I wish they'd bring back Bash at the Beach. Those are fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they're, that's the thing. They're you know they got their war games and they're doing the Starcade. <sighs> they're starting to knock off more and more WCW, which I get. The only thing that um, you know, I just I'm just not a fan of bringing. You know, these are okay to bring back the war games and whatnot, but not quite a fan. But I have a feeling they're going to keep pushing towards that and doing a little bit extra on that. Don't be surprised if you see a uh, what's the one with the rings, World War Three. Yeah, kind of like the Royal Rumble, but they put three rings in. Maybe they do something like that. Maybe never know. Maybe I mean, the Royal Rumble is a staple, but the way I mean with the Starcade and with the War Games that Vince is doing, maybe NXT does that. Who knows? It'll be interesting to to say the least. Um, so, Jeremy, thank you uh, as always for what you bring to us, and uh, we're happy to discuss. So, kind of to wrap this whole thing up. We got, uh, since it is Rivalry Week. Rivalry Week. And uh, we the got... big one coming up here in a couple hours now. Yes. Uh, so the, the top three of all time. What do you got? Let's see. Number three rivalry. Uh, give me Hogan and Andre. How about that? I mean, fantastic rivalry. Have, they've had some really good matches. Andre, a phenomenal heel. Obviously, Hogan, one of the best faces of all time. Um, that was like the rivalry that everyone talked about in the late 80s who was ever a fan then. Probably people became fans because of that. Absolutely phenomenal. Hogan, Andre, number three for me. I kind of wrapped everything together uh, with this. and You know, Hogan and, and Piper in there and Hogan and Sting. So I did WCW versus WWE and also NWO versus WCW. Just kind of wrapped them all into one. Okay. Number three. All right. Number two rivalry of all time. That would have to be Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Um, I absolutely love their rivalry very much. Uh, I know that they were obviously great friends in DX, but man, when they put on matches, they put on some amazing matches. And people don't think of that as a rivalry because they are best of friends. But in storyline, dude, when they had matches and they hated each other in storyline, my God, some of the best matches we've seen, some of the greatest stories we've seen, I think phenomenal. Totally underrated rivalry that many people don't think about. 
Yeah, you're right, and I didn't think about it either because I have Shawn Michaels in my number two, but against Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Obvious reasons, um, you know, the Montreal screw job, the leading up to that point, they despised each other yeah. uh, legitimately, and uh, just their their rival rivalry yeah. was great. Rivalry week. Rivalry. Um, their rivalry was great, and uh, you just can't say anything more about it i mean it was just great it was it was amazing Uh, and the screw job it was unfortunate to see it end that way but you know they came back together and sat down for interviews and had that awkward hug on raw and yeah you know it is what it is but sean is completely different now we know that and uh so that's my number two and i'm probably pretty sure we probably have the same number one now i pulled a u from tuesday i went one a and one b i didn't go c and d and e and f let me guess yours well, I mean, it's it's easy. But which one's 1A and which one's 1B? Um, well, they're both probably with Stone Cold. Nope. Okay, I'm wrong. Go ahead. So my 1B is your 2, which is Sean and Brett. My 1A is Stone Cold and Vince. Yep, same. Um, and obviously, late honorable mention, Stone Cold and The Rock. That, that's but, what I thought you were going with. But Stone Cold and Vince was a much better rivalry. Absolutely amazing. Obviously, it's still to this day just fantastic stuff that they did. Um, obviously, Sean and Brett, you touched on, so I'm not going to touch on too much. But, uh, yeah, Stone Cold and Vince, I absolutely, absolutely loved it. And I hated to leave Stone Cold and The Rock off because they put on some great matches. But as a rivalry, like, it was really just WrestleMania. You know, they didn't do many storylines together. There wasn't a lot. Besides 19, that was really the only big storyline they did. Um, other than that, it felt like it was just kind of pushed into it, so I didn't want to do that. But, yeah, I mean, Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, come on. Some of the best moments of all time. Not the greatest matches, but just amazing, amazing stuff that probably, for the most part, had the WWE beat WCW. Yep. I mean, realistically, and all, all, all realistic. Vince and Stone Cold pretty much pushed that over the edge. They did, and uh, you know, I, I think you just hit the nail on the head there. That uh, everything about that, you know, you had your boss that's the the bad guy, or yeah, who is the bad guy, and you know, the guy that's that's going against the establishment that was stone cold and he did what he did against vince and you know they didn't like you said not the greatest matches but vince held his own uh, for being 50 years old at the time 56 almost 60 yeah. years old and uh it was fun to watch and just they were great you know the bedpan incident the beer truck swimming in the beer truck like it's amazing beer, like we always said very good um we like that and you know that kind of tops off our week here so um, we've had fun. It was a fun week, and like I said, we've got NXT TakeOver War Games 2 from this year uh, coming next week is what we're going to cover, and we look forward to everything. So episode 30 has been fun, and uh, I hope you guys listen to it, enjoy it. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, everything. We're there. Thank you to Crandall Squatty Lawn Care, All Wear Clothing, Verizon, PNC, Dodge, for everything you do and as always good morning good afternoon good evening good night michigan sucks